Hi, I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to the Simply Convivial Audio Blog, Episode 45. Welcome to the Simply Convivial Audio Blog, short but meaty focus sessions to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. Season 8 is all about the stuff of homeschooling and how to deal with it cheerfully and sanely. How can we manage the stuff that goes with homeschooling as well as our expectations about what our home and our work should look like? Homeschooling without a schoolroom. The thing about homeschooling without a schoolroom is that I don't want my house to look like we're a homeschooling household. It's not at all that I'm embarrassed to be a homeschooler, but I'd like a house that looks welcoming and inviting and calming, not one that has timelines in the entryway or schoolish posters in the dining room. I want to be able to turn off my homeschooling day. I decorate with books, but I don't want to decorate like a kindergarten classroom or as if homeschooling is our primary identity, the thing that takes over not only our days, but even our walls. During school hours, homeschooling does take over all of our surface areas, it seems, but I'd like to be able to ehap and then have the house look reasonably normal. Therefore, shelves. The real trick about having a tidy or organized house is for everything to have a home. Things without homes are clutter. Things with homes can be put away, leaving space for life to happen. Midday, the house might look chaotic, but by evening, if everything has a place to go, it can look decently in order again. When finding homes for homeschooling materials, consider how often they are used and who needs access to them. If something is used daily, it has to be easily accessible. If something is accessed by the children, it should be simple to get out and put back. So our circle time binders are on the bottom of a bookshelf in the kitchen eat-in area where we do our memory work and singing time every morning. Everyone can grab their own binder and, more importantly, put their own binder away when we're done. The row of colorful binders on the bottom shelf doesn't bother me like a timeline across the dining room wall would. I also have two IKEA cupboards. When closed, they look like furniture, providing a decorative surface in a transition space between our dining and living rooms, which are open to each other. When open, and during school times, they provide storage and useful space for our stuff to live, closed off and uncluttered looking, when the doors are actually closed anyway. I'm a fan of doors that can be closed in an oft-used space. It just cuts down on the visual clutter. After all, this space does get used, and it does show. For items I only use once a week or less, and that I am the one to access, I have a bookshelf in the basement to store them. Because our primary education materials are books, having bookshelf space is essential. Books are in nearly every room of our house, and the kids have wide and free access to most of them. The great thing about using mostly books is that books are never clutter. No, not ever. Books on shelves look normal and nice and necessary. One can never have too many. And whether or not you homeschool, an important shelf to have is some sort of command center. 
Check out my simplified organization posts for how to make a simple command center in your kitchen in order to harness the clutter and get yourself organized. We also use a lot of bins. So let me sing the praises of bins. I love bins. They keep like things together. They corral messes. They make things easy to grab and go. When you homeschool across the whole house and sometimes even out of doors, storing things in bins makes life easier and less in time smoother. Keeping things corralled and together makes it simpler to put away out of sight and move it to wherever the work is being done. Homeschool bins for papers. Using plastic filing containers with hanging folders is a great way to keep a stock of various sorts of papers at hand. They can also be used for filing completed work away or for holding work for the coming week or term. A bin can be pulled from a high shelf and then replaced easily, much more easily than paper in plastic wrap. Homeschool bins for blocks of time. My favorite way to organize bins is by blocks of time. There's a bin for our twice a week elementary lessons in the afternoon with books and supplies that we use. There's a bin for the kindergartner lessons that happens two or three times a week. There's a bin for the older students to contain their materials. Then there's a bin for all the math workbooks, drill pages, and graph paper. When I dedicate a chunk of time in our school day to a particular set of lessons, I also create a bin. Homeschool bins for out-of-rotation books. Bins, of course, are great for storage. We have a lot of books in our house, and one coping strategy that I have is to box up, or bin up, the books on the period of history that we are not currently studying. This way, about 100 books or so are kept out of rotation and are fresh and exciting when I pull them back out once every three years. I've also written about particular bins that I have set up to organize our homeschool, and you can click through to read the original post for a collection of links with posts to pictures and more information about all these bins. I even have bins with bins inside, but you probably aren't as crazy as I am. What sort of shelves and homeschool bins do you have set up? Head on over to the podcast page and share. Visit simplyconvivial.com slash audio. And now it's time for this season's Simple Sanity Saver, Morning Time Memorization Hacks. First, you have to start by picking your memory work organization method. How do you want to run your morning memory work time? Will you say a line and have the children repeat it back to you? Will you handwrite each piece on an index card or type it up and print them out? Would it work better if each student had his own binder? Could you set it all up in Evernote and avoid a bunch of papers? I use a binder and make a duplicate copy of each binder for each reading student. For some reason, my children had a hard time repeating back after me when they were younger, but they were early readers. So we switched to this method and simply read aloud each passage that I wanted them to memorize daily. Having this binder system also allowed us to continue morning time memorization routine 
When a baby started fussing or a toddler needed attention, the kids could just keep on trucking. You can find my morning time binder tutorials at simplyconvivial.com memory. And you can also download my free guide, Five Steps to Starting Morning Time, which you can find at simplyconvivial.com audio and choose season eight. Thanks for listening to the Simply Convivial audio blog. At simplyconvivial.com slash audio, you can find all the episodes and sign up to get an email whenever a new one comes out. Remember, education is repentance. Repent, rejoice, repeat. <laughs>